and welcome to Bottled Up, a wine podcast of sorts. Of sorts. Um, I am Jen Waring, and I am here with our resident expert. <laughs> expert, yeah, that's me. Sean Linehan, the resident yes. expert, sort of. To be fair, of the two of us, that's it. I was watching, um, this is not where I intended to start, but I wanted to tell you this before we started, but I feel like the people will want to hear it too. Um, it to I was people, watching Jen. Jurassic Park today, which is... Um, it's on a lot in my house because the whole canon, <laughs> the, the, the park canon, if you will, um, in part because the bird can whistle the song and that amuses oh, me. That's amazing. Um, but in part because I don't have to pay attention to it and I can do other things and it's on. But it occurred to me that if Jurassic Park was a wine podcast of sorts, <laughs> then we would be Tim and Lexi, the children. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so apt right because tim knows stuff but he's not an expert yet which is you know because he's a kid because he's a and kid yeah lexi still says things like metasaurus <laughs> so <laughs> it's us it's a veggie-saurus it's a veggie-saurus lex uh, i also want to point out that tim uh, has a fantastic grasp on the neckerchief yes wearing. yes for uh, youth for the youth and that and is a look i took up last summer uh, <laughs> until i realized that it didn't work <laughs> i do feel like you'd be better at climbing fences and i would be a terrible vegetarian but other than those two things i think it's totally us um anyway that was my thought how was your week you got some stuff bottled up there oh uh Naughty it's been pants. yeah it's been a week it's been a rough week and um i don't think much of it's bottled up anymore i've let a lot of it out and replaced it with many other bottles and see folks if you take anything away tonight we've given you your message you could you could almost stop now i mean don't <laughs> don't obviously please don't. <laughs> don't stop listening but you could because that is one of life's great lessons let it out and then fill it up <laughs> fill it back up again well we uh, thought tonight Yes, right. And don't drive and neither of us are doctors. So don't take any okay. <laughs> things we've covered previously, but have to remember to say multiple times. <laughs> so tonight we wanted to talk about because we're, we're, we're rolling into the holiday season, uh, saison if you will. And uh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Apparently we're going to talk about French farmhouse style beers, but go That's on. That's my favorite conversation. <laughs> um, uh, but we, um, you know, this is, tis the season for bubbly. Um, I did do a little deep dive research and Ooh. the majority of champagne and other bubblies is bought during November and December. So we are right there in the swing of it and even if your um impending new year isn't going to look like it's looked in <laughs> impending <laughs> yes i feel like everything in 2020 is impending it's a tyrannosaurus right? attacking your ford explorer so it could be doom but it could be a whole new year which also could be doomed i mean we just don't know the point is uh whether you're having just you and your peeps or responsibly wearing masks and being around others um champagne never hurts champagne never hurts everybody always says you know champagne is for celebrations and, and you know break it out at the special times but i personally am a big fan of breaking out bubbles uh because there's a minute in an hour like do you know do you know who else was a big fan of that um i i did warn you i found quotes this is <laughs> give me very throw them at you. me i love the quotes 
But our friend Napoleon. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bonaparte, I see. You know, you know, Napoleon. He said famously, I drink champagne when I win to celebrate and I drink champagne when I lose to console myself. Oh, man. So he concurs with your theory. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. Bubbles all the time. And if you drink enough of them, you too will be inspired to take over the world. Call me Bubbles, darling. Everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> little, so we got a little, little Britain for the kids. <laughs> oh, that show. We, we love never... referencing the BBC shows from back we, in the we, day. We certainly do. We should get really like deep. I've been watching a lot of Vera. To be fair, that was on ITV, but uh, that's different. Yeah. The two shall not mix. No. Uh, but here we are uh, talking about some bubbles and it being COVID and a blizzard. We were not able to coordinate our bubble shopping this time. So we each have we separate bubbles. <laughs> Ironically, we're both going to take a bath later with the same <laughs> bubbles, but in different homes. But our actual <laughs> drinking bubbles are different this time. <laughs> what, uh, what, are, what are you rocking over there? Um, well, you know that I am a label whore, uh, not... For clothing, I could. I would get... say connoisseur. You're a label connoisseur. Ah, thanks, pumpkin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to clarify the clothing bit because I haven't worn anything but sweatpants since March, unless it was pajamas. Uh, but I uh, enjoy both the label and the name of our friend Cupcake Vineyards. Uh, Prosecco is what I grabbed. Um, oh. It is an Italian sec, even though cupcake feels like it should be a Californian. It, it does. Yeah. Uh, the cupcake label is actually, uh, they're one of the wines that they, they make stuff all over the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy most of the cupcake products and I enjoy it with cupcakes. So it usually works out well for me. <laughs> you know, they're aptly named, but they're, it's also, that's a great choice because it's available. To, I mean, anybody listening to this program can probably find that at a local store without issue. Absolutely. It's, uh, I've, I've never, I don't know that I've been in any of the local, I mean, there's a handful here, right here in Astoria, um, within blizzard walking distance, obviously. <laughs> um, and I've never not seen it there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I am, got? I've got, uh, the Schramsberg 2017 vintage Blanc de Blanc. Oh, uh, which is a traditional method champagne uh, style. So this is made in the traditional method, but it's made here in uh, Calistoga, California. Um, the 2017, they just released this uh, this year. Just got it. Um, uh, solid stuff. The, the Champagne region of California <laughs> is my favorite to visit. I don't know what, what is going on with us in the accents tonight? Uh, you know, I think it's we've been stuck inside with some snow and a lot of <laughs> bottling, <laughs> self-bottling and unbottling going on that, so that could all be true my dog is is chiming in with she would like it to stop i think um <laughs> but ripley yeah ripley's like enough enough with your dumb accents you guys um should we attempt to pop at the same time oh my goodness i mean we're labeled explicit so I know. <laughs> well welcome to red tube we'll call it bubble tube one two Oh, we were so close. <laughs> Not even remotely. In a nice turn of events, I came first. Um, <laughs> sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. Just kidding. Um, Gorgeous. Yes. Look, that is just... Oh, man. I'm excited. I am super excited to drink this one. You know, I... Um, while I... Uh, I agree that champagne is often thought of as a, a celebration drink. But there is also just something 
even on a gloomy blizzardy, we've been trapped in the house, bad news. My dog's paws are burned with the stupid salt that Astoria loves. Astoria, if you're listening, stop it. Stop it with the salt. Shovel. Shoveling is your friend. Sand is fine. And today there were roves of, there was bored teenagers just roving my neighborhood looking to shovel for 10 bucks. Um, They were going to use it to buy the drugs. That's fine, but let the baby <laughs> shovel and stop with the salt. Yeah, uh, anyway, the but there is something about the popping of a bottle of a champagne and that first, you know, when the bubbles first fizz up into your nose, that does kind of feel like a party. It is. And you know what I think it is? Like drinking wine is wonderful. As we all know, I love drinking wine. Amen. Bad wine, great wine, new wine, exciting wine, boring wine, just wine. I love wine. But there's something about sparkling wine that like you can tell they've gone the extra mile. They've put extra work into it because it's sparkling. Right, yes. <laughs> like it just visibly is extra. It is, yeah, no, mine is a light. Uh, I'm, I'm holding it up to, to Sean as if he's never seen it and as if you <laughs> at home can see it. But um, mine is a very light, light in color. Um, so the bubbles super stand out. Um, and, and as we know, the first glass of bubbly is the bubbliest. So it gets you the drunkest. Right. So <laughs> straight to the head. Take away tip kids. Always drink the first glass. Do not give it to a guest. <laughs> uh, chin chin. Mazel tov and happy last night of Hanukkah, which happy is happy last night of Hanukkah. Mm. Yummo. I'm excited. Um, so we have two different kinds of wine here. Yeah. Uh, both very similar in color. Yours is a little paler than mine. Mine's yep. a little little on the more golden side. Yours is a little more on the pale, pale straw side. Um, here's the Prosecco. Mine is traditional method. Sparkling, American sparkling. Let's talk about how Prosecco is made. Okay. All right. Uh, so in making champagne or sparkling wine in general, there's three basic methods. There's the traditional method that I have. There's tank method that you have, and there's Asti for when you want that really sweet Asti Spumante. <laughs> when it's an Asti Rossi. Spumante kind of, when you're, when you're in the champagne glass tub at beautiful Mount Airy Lodge, <laughs> the, only thing, <laughs> the only thing you need is a glass of Asti. Is that what you, uh, after you've put baby in the corner? Yes. <laughs> beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. <laughs> um. Those commercials were my entire childhood. I thought that was the coolest place that anyone could go. They always like hinted at the champagne glass, but people were always in bathing suits in it. Ooh, it was it seemed very wild and risky. I mean, I, I'm wearing a bathing suit right now. Uh, listeners can't tell, uh, but that's because it's Queens and my apartment is 700 degrees. Yeah, baby. <laughs> anyway, so back to Prosecco and the tank fermentation method. So... To make Prosecco, you make you take your wine, you make nice, dry, white wine. You throw it in a big old tank, giant steel tank with some sugar and some yeast, and then you seal it shut. And that, that yeast uh, eats up all the sugar and farts it out. And, that's what, and because it's sealed tight, it can't, the bubbles can't escape, right? So it's, it's, it's some people call this like the soda stream method. Um, okay yeah sure no, that's actually not you can force carbonate wine which is what some lower end places do um which is a bad idea don't do it yeah dummies. and so as the yeast are eating those that's called the second fermentation uh you filter out all the dead yeasties and then you shove that stuff right in a bottle cork it up and you're done boom boom you put the and little that, cage on so the cork doesn't escape and you should leave that cage on when you're taking the cork out just throwing that out there 
That's an important tidbit. We'll talk about later. Yeah, seems fair and not something anyone has ever seen any waiter do in a restaurant ever. <laughs> oh, those, those, woo, those waiters should be fired. Yes, um, and yet that's exactly how I was trained. And that's why, like, so because it's done in one big tank and then pumped into a bottle, uh, it's easier to make in volume and it doesn't have as many steps or as many hands involved. And that's why Prosecco tends to be uh, on the cheaper side of the sparkling wine price spectrum uh, don't get me wrong there is some super expensive prosecco and there's some super cheap champagne like sure but for the most part there. if you're looking for an e like a slightly lesser price yeah um, or maybe you're going to make mimosas which yeah. will you know we'll we'll talk more about but like prosecco is just a oh who doesn't love a nice bellini i miss the macaroni grill <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what i would have <laughs> cited in that story <laughs> hey man, you can't, can't, can't i can't control where my brain goes um, <laughs> i don't know what you mean tim <laughs> see we can all play <laughs> but you see you see dr jen you had this other theory that when the uh asteroid hit the grapes that's when they became sparkling <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so, Hold on, I've got to turn this flashlight on and blind a T-Rex. <laughs> Why did he do that? It's so fucking stupid. Oh, you no, know, that was Lex. That was Lexi did it because she was, doesn't know. She doesn't know to stand still. They can't see you. She didn't know. Unless you're she Jeff knows Copeland. about computers, not dinosaurs. This is Unix. I know this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you watched it today too. Um, I, I may have watched the first three movies in the last week. Yes, that seems fair. Yeah. So, okay. So Prosecco, you're thrown in a tank and that's fun. And, but champagne, which is obviously a little more expensive usually is because. There's a lot more steps involved. There's a lot more hands involved and, and it's, it's a lot more finicky and it takes a lot more time. Remember so... as Winston Churchill said, remember gentlemen, it's not just <laughs> France we are fighting for. It's champagne. It. it oh, I'm going to drink some. <laughs> Mm. Cheers, Winston Churchill. Cheers, Winnie. Uh, he drank a lot of champagne. That was a thing I learned today. Champagne and gin. That's like I think that's all he yeah. consumed. Um, I'm wondering, you know, John Lithgow is a is a method actor. Do you think he went down that route when he was <laughs> yes. getting ready to play Churchill? I think he started it like 10 years prior, just in case. <laughs> Some so somewhere around like Third Rock around the sun after that came off syndication. Yep. 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 He was like, Oh, third rock's over, pass the champagne. I'm getting ready for my <laughs> Churchill. It'll be 10 years from now, but still. But still, you know, method. Uh, so to make uh, a traditional method champagne or um, sometimes it's called Cap Classique or Method Champagne, um, there's a bunch of names for it. You, you do it in the bottle. So you take your dry wine that you've made, throw it in the bottle, throw some yeast, throw some sugar in, cap it. Your second fermentation happens. Uh, you take because you're in the bottle with the yeast and stuff and not in a tank where you can filter that all out. You take your bottles and you put them in a riddling rack, which is like a teepee with a bunch of bottles sticking out of it. That <laughs> the, seems fun. It is. It's kind of neat. If you ever have the chance to visit a sparkling wine uh, winery that does things in the traditional method, it's really neat to go in and see. They take these bottles and they put them in slots in the teepee at about 45 degrees. <laughs> and mm -hmm. and uh, every couple of days come in and just turn it like like an inch. Okay. And mark it. And that slowly makes all the dead yeasties come down and settle into the neck of the bottle. Okay. Seems fair. Seems like uh, it should happen. Exactly. And then they no take- No one wants dead yeasties. Nobody wants dead yeasties. We little yeasties. 
Uh, and then you, <laughs> you take the, those bottles with the wee little yeasties that have all died and are sitting in the neck of the bottle and they freeze the neck of the bottle. For the record, the I'm picturing the wee little yeasties as um, sea monkeys. Remember those as a kid oh. when you got the sea monkeys, but they were really just krill. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't have, none of them had crowns on. And then when they died, they just all kind of settled at the bottom. <laughs> and smelled. And smelled like we dead little yeasties. We dead little yeasties. Uh, so then you freeze the bottle, you pop the cap off, and and the the pressure from the trap CO two pushes those dead frozen yeasties out, and this is called disgorgement. You throw some more sugar in it. You throw some more white wine in it. It's called dosage. Seal it. Let it sit for a couple of years, and you've got champagne. Bada boom. boom bada bang. I mean, it seems easy. You so know what I'm easy. saying? Only like I might nine make some later. Steps. I got time. <laughs> I've got a teepee in my closet. <laughs> I got a teepee in my house. I don't have a teepee in my house, but I do have, when I broke my arm, uh, so no dead yeasties in my arm. I just want to clarify that at the top. I mean, again, mm. we're not, we're not doctors, but um, when I broke my arm, they said I had to keep my elbow up a little since I broke like the bones in, in my forearm. I broke both of them. Sledding, tragic sledding accident. The, the and, ulna um, and the radius? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, so there's metal, there's plates and pins in there now, but, uh, so they, they gave me a, this was the hospital equipment. It probably cost $82,000. <laughs> uh, it was a piece of like foam that they'd cut out to look like a teepee with holes in it. And I had to keep it, keep my arm in the holes to keep my, when I was sitting to yeah. keep my arm at a weirdo angle. So basically what I'm saying is my arm is filled with champagne. Yes, your arm was riddled and is now full of wee little dead yeasties. <laughs> There's Take our favorite noise. I think we've Everybody had it in every episode. It. I try. <laughs> uh, the third method that we're not drinking is called Asti, and that's it's just how you make a sweet wine. It's very similar to the tank method. Um, it's just rather than letting that second fermentation go all the way through, they would stop it. So, so it's sweeter? Yeah, so they leave the uh -huh. sugar. The yeasties haven't had a chance to eat all the oh, sugar and then they well, that would bottle sense. that under pressure just like the prosecco uh, now i did learn today when i was looking for my quotes i'm out of them i'm done by the way uh <laughs> is unless i just start making them up oh please as the great queen elizabeth said fetch my champagne bitch um She's the uh, her corgis right abs <laughs> the pressure in a champagne bottle is about three times the amount of pressure of car tires yeah uh which is why if, you, if you're in a cave, like if you go to Schramsberg in Calistoga, if you visit Schramsberg, and I highly recommend you do, um, you go into the caves, they'll tell you stories of if one of them kind of explodes, like there's a faulty cork or there's too much carbonation in it or something and it explodes, it'll set off a chain reaction that will blow just a thousand bottles. <laughs> That's it. Well, they did say like, you know, obviously like early making of champagne before they had it down pat. That was one of the biggest dangers of champagne is that they yeah. would all just pop and people would lose an eye lose an eye lose fingers lose children uh but it's also <laughs> why are they letting the kids in the cave that's where they, they went I wrong mean, this was back in the day you know kids were oh, probably right. digging the cave that's true they i mean they had jobs yeah i saw temple of doom um <laughs> but that's that's also why champagne bottles are so so much heavier than your standard 750 that makes sense and why they have such a big divot on the bottom is to help disperse that pressure and make it more safer more safer for the people more yes, safer that is people. definitely uh you do have to be careful uh, if you've ever opened a, ba a bottle of champagne in front of people they all cringe as if they've all lost an eye at some point <laughs> um you know i have a drama degree i was a waitress for 32 years i've never caused anyone to lose an eye so uh, you started waitressing when you were at three six. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> listen 
Uh, I was a working child. My parents were like, listen, we've seen Indiana Jones. Off you go. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be be thankful it's not the mine and you get yourself to Denny's and bring the people (laughs) their moons over my hammy and champagne. And with that thought of moons over my hammy, I'm going to (laughs) take another little sip. I think that you should. Sean, what champagne would pair with moons over my hammy? Um, that's a good question because you got salty meat, you got runny eggs, and uh, Jesus, I'm starving. <laughs> uh, I I would say a prosecco would probably go really nice. A Mix nice it with some orange yeah. juice. Oh yeah, I mean Have a mimosa. Denny's right there, brunch, baby. Denny's brunch. Oh my god, if we could get takeout Denny's brunch. <sighs> We have so many diners though, Jen. That's true. Good point. Good point. We could go to the diner and we could do a nice brunch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Remember when we could do, when they could do all you could drink brunches? I do. Uh, I do also remember two weeks ago when Dr. Anthony <laughs> Fauci said that the gays will be able to brunch again soon and he will join us. Well, mazel tov. Mazel. Because that man also misses brunch. That man, listen, we all have things to unbottle at all times uh that man (laughs) deserves to pop some corks whatever (laughs) he has time wants whatever he wants i hope he just puts a general call out like hey i would really like some insert here and it just (laughs) happens and it just shows up just shows up because wherever he is (laughs) yeah just the magic genie of vuvclico shows up and gives him a yellow label just um speaking of i so we got uh we got that oh no i guess i got it for so i had that dumb office job for a while that i loved so much and um the the folks at my office job came to see this off off broadway show that i was in while i was there it was a musical about murder uh it was in the basement of a church it was tremendous but it was meant to be a weird wackadoodle night of theater and they insisted on coming to the show and the boss who insisted on exaggerating things told all of our coworkers it was broadway and then they arrived at a church basement in uh washington square park area and i was like i told you that's not what this was and that i sing directly to audience members so be prepared (laughs) (laughs) um but because she is uh the one good thing about her was that she was big on looking good by presenting gifts and so i got not only a bottle of vogue from my performance uh but the kind in the jacket Ooh, you got the governor's island the the i have drank the uh the the (laughs) champagne but <laughs> i saved the little jacket and someday yeah. i'm gonna give you a bottle and you're gonna be like oh my god i can slip off this wetsuit and underneath it's just gonna be a bottle of andre oh no <laughs> i gave it away no. i gave it away um, what am i saving this for sean i need to just throw it away why is it still here i don't know because it's know cute either. and yellow it is kind of and it zips it's, zips. it's got it's a zipper big yellow pull on it and yeah it's really cute <laughs> anyway anyways i gotta learn to get rid of things <laughs> well let's have another sip here cheers yeah Ma, cheers um cheers the screen yeah like that anger i'm still holding from seventh grade it's so there's um i another fun fact that i didn't know which was very exciting to read uh was that there are 49 million bubbles about i'm sure that they haven't counted them um in your bottle of champagne they didn't say how many are in prosecco 
That's a lot of bubbles. Probably similar, similar amount of bubbles in there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, definitely, you'll definitely notice by the second glass, there's less bubbles, which is why, you know, and I feel like I read that there was a name for the bubble trails. There is. um, And unfortunately, I cannot remember it off the top of my head right now, but there is a a name and there's a name for the disbursement and there's a name for the size of the bubbles and the frequency of bubbles. Yeah. There's names for all of it. There's names for all of it. And there's... (sighs) In my head, it sounded like Claudette, which is why I enjoyed it. Like I was pretending <laughs> those the streams of bubbles are called Claudette. Claudette, why are you running away? Why, why are you swimming, Claudette? Get back in the jar. Get back in the class. No, come here. We make love. <laughs> Your story got nasty. <laughs> it's been a day. It's been a day. Yay. Um, I don't even remember what. how much was your bottle. Um. So... My bottle comes in at around $38. Oh, so it's a, li- it's a little on the steep side. Um, Schramsberg is actually, they're my favorite sparkling wine producer in the world. Well, you so, deserve your favorite yeah. sparkling wine. Um, so there's I, that. Yeah. Uh, this is the Blanc de Blanc, which means it is 100% Chardonnay grapes. Um, Makes sense because Blanc means white, listeners. Yes, and this is You're white welcome. of white. Uh, champagne can be made of... Uh, it's usually made of, of three different, it's, it's uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and uh, Pinot Meunier. And then there's some other stuff that they can throw in there, but they usually don't. Like uh, sprinkles. <laughs> whereas Prosecco can only be made from one singular grape, um, whose name is escaping me because I've been drinking. Um, Claudette. <laughs> Claudette. <laughs> No, I don't know either. It would be something Italian, I would think. It is, and there, there's it over be... 208 uh, different varieties of grapes. Giovanni grapes. It's the Giovanni. Uh, it is with a G. Uh, oh, that was Gra- Gravi, maybe. Maybe it's Gravi. But the, there are t- over 208 varieties of grape just in Italy. Italy got grapes. They also <laughs> There's also 208 varieties of um, gelato in every corner <laughs> in Italy which that's is nice true too. but most of them are just uh hazelnut yes exactly <laughs> of the 208 201 are all hazelnut yeah. but they're like Americans are stupid it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much it <laughs> I've been there a couple times I know I know who's the dumb one it's me <laughs> uh so and you're you got the cupcake over there and that probably came in around between nine and fourteen dollars, right? Yeah, I think it was like fifteen. I mean, like fourteen ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, for for New York with our taxes and stuff, if you're in Virginia uh, and you buy it at Kroger because you can buy it at Kroger there, uh, it'll probably come in about nine ninety nine. If you're in Virginia, going to a Kroger, you're sad. Or Food or Lion. <laughs> Food Lion. Yeah, it sounds exciting, but the meat's expired. Oh. <laughs> Okay, no food line. <laughs> That's we what I not, remember listen, from being a kid. No, nobody should drive while drinking. We are not doctors and don't go to the food line. Who's ever, who's ever keeping a list of I was the, just gonna the, say. The big life tips? I'll sum it up for you. Uh, if anybody is out there compiling this, please hit us up on Instagram or on the <laughs> webpage just with the notes that you've compiled because I feel like we should make a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but if in the meantime, you're in the need for some perhaps handcrafted felt ornaments. 
Uh, Here's a word from our sponsor, <laughs> Felt Up by Jen. <laughs> so a uh, little shameless plug here. It, it is the, the ornament season and Jen makes beautiful, fun felt ornaments. And you can find her on Etsy at Felt Up by Jen. Which, uh, as we all know, um, when I got the Gmail, it had to be Felt Up by Jen number 18. Because oh, goodness. there were 17 other, I assume, crafters and nothing else. <laughs> That had the Gmail before me. Uh, by the way, the, the grape for Prosecco is Glara. Sorry. Glara. That's Glara. a fun name. Yes. Hey, if you guys if you guys made pandemic babies and you decided to name her Glara, <laughs> uh, we'd like it to be Glara Shanjen. <laughs> Glara Shanjen. And then oh, I like you know, that. Right? Shanjen could be the middle name. Yeah. Glara could be the first name. And then whatever your silly last name is. Whatever you just your add family it. name is. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, should we should we take a, a brief moment to let the people refill and then return with more bubbly talk? Absolutely. Everybody go fill your glasses. Uh, I'm going to take a second and we'll just talk about the two bottles that we have here so you can find them on the shelf if you're interested. But take a second, get some bubbles and we'll be back with you soon. Chin chin. Chin chin. Hi, so for tonight's bubbly episode, I am drinking from the Cupcake Vineyards, a Prosecco. Um, it is an Italian wine, even though Cupcake sounds like it should be uh, much more American. Um, it is Italian, it is a dry uh, Prosecco, it is delicious on its own, and um, you know, as a mimosa. So it's got a very cute label, it's got a cupcake on the cork, it's one of my favorites, and it's only about 15 bucks, and you can get it anywhere um so yeah cupcake prosecco drink up and of course the wine that i'm having tonight is schramsberg's 2017 blanc de blanc it's their most recent release it's a great vintage and i highly recommend it, it comes in at about 38 40 so it is a little bit more on the pricey side but if you're gonna celebrate might as well spend some dough and celebrate with some friends Plus, if you're looking for a really great, true representation of Blanc de Blanc and the Chardonnay grape, this American sparkler is a fantastic way to do it. I highly recommend Schramsberg 2017 Blanc de Blanc. And welcome back. I hope you are topped up and ready to drink some more bubbles and talk more about bubbles with us. I hope you're tops off and ready to party. Oh, God, you always take it there. I <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking it there. <laughs> I just can't wait till the little Glara Sean Jens of the world are ready to <laughs> old enough to drink. It'll be so nice. Oh man, when I buy Glara, their first Glara. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I'm going to be um, so old. <laughs> so I think that like for people that don't aren't in the know, um, the idea of what to say serve at a New Year's Eve becomes a little intimidating because I think people think if you don't buy champagne, you look like an asshole. But I don't think that that's true because, you know, there's champagne, there's Prosecco, there's Cava, there's Lambrusco. Like there's so many choices. There's and none so many of them, choices. Unless you have like 12 bottles of Asti Spumante and then you should just be shot. <laughs> but none of them up until that moment are a bad choice, right? No, absolutely not. Like, like we've said in all the previous episodes, if you like it, buy it. That's first and foremost. If you Boom. like it buy it. If you like Asti Spumante and there is a time and a place for it, buy it. Share it with your with friends. With your cake. With your cake, with your gelato, with your sorbetto. As a famous lady once said, <laughs> let them eat cake with their Asti Spumante. <laughs> I know I said I was out of quotes, but I lied. <laughs> you lied. Uh, that's the lesser known. Um, I, Vive I la truth. <laughs> that's Nicole Antoinette. <laughs> 
she yeah. was a sister. She was jealous. Do you know what I'm saying? It was always never about her. Oh, Marie, Marie, Marie. What about Nicole? What about Nicole? I don't know why she grew up on Long <laughs> Island. Maybe that's why they forgot about her. <laughs> but there's that. Real Housewives of Antoinette. Anyway. Have you been? Have you been to the to the Versailles and the and the Marie's little um, land? I, I have not been to Versailles. In fact, I've spent very little time in France. I've been to Paris and spent some time in Normandy and Burgundy, but I was mostly intoxicated that entire time. I get it. So I, mean, I was a nanny, so I couldn't be, but the, uh, it's slightly different. Um, yeah, well, we went to, here's the only reason why I bring it up. It's not to sound slightly braggy, but I did go to Versailles and, uh, I've, I've actually been twice once when I was very, very poor and we did not buy round trip tickets. We only bought one way and we almost got bounced off of a train. We got Ooh. yelled at a lot in French. It was awful. Um, and then another time That's when typical. I was a very well-paid nanny and was like, yeah, let's go to Versailles and then let's go to Paris Disney because I was just spending somebody else's money. So it didn't matter. <laughs> we were staying in like a four star. It doesn't, none of this matters. Um, you went we, to go see Monsieur Rodin? Yeah, I was Yeah, at home. Anyway, so we, uh, so we went to Versailles and then we went to the, her little village that they created for her so she could play uh, village mistress i don't know what she was playing but she was young and she wanted to pretend this village was her hometown and it is literally like walking into beauty and the beast um it's such like the child i nannied for was 15 at the time so very easy to embarrass even in a foreign country <laughs> and there's certainly nothing more embarrassing than your nanny popping out from around an old village building and being like little town it's a quiet village <laughs> like at the top of my lungs um which is already louder than 90 percent of france uh yeah i can give some french soccer announcers their run for their money I could bring it on. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. But yeah, it's so it's it is very fun. I mean, again, I was playing nanny, so I didn't get to drink yeah. while we did it, but it's a I, cool uh, place. The I I my experience like that was Dan and I biked to Mount Saint Michel. Oh yeah, beautiful. Uh, we were staying in a little tiny village outside of Dolepatan and we biked like 45k down to uh, Mount Saint Michel through all the vineyards just like getting hammered riding our bikes and then hung out with nuns all day and decided we need to drink. Yeah. Yeah. That would do it. Yeah. <laughs> the nun part, especially. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I remember we got, cause we went to the top of the Eiffel tower and I let her have some champagne in a glass cause they sell it for like $82,000 up there and, uh, and whatever, she was old enough to drink in that country. So yeah, whatever. And we shared a picture of us with champagne on Facebook and like oh. 87 parents were like, I hope she didn't drink that. And I was like, she did. And then I got her her first hooker. Like what the hell people. <laughs> then I handed her a gawa and we left. And that was perfect. <laughs> Welcome to Vive la France. Um, anyway so yeah so you you could it doesn't whatever you get you get yeah. and you you should love it and that's fine yes. but, but if you wanted to break it down a little bit so prosecco is going to be it, they're all going to be dry you're not going to have any sweet prosecco um, they're going to be generally cheaper they're going to be more accessible and you're not going to feel bad about mixing them with you know with your your cassis for a cure you know stuff like that um perfect and they're great and they're easy to drink. And you can buy a case of it and you can share it with your friends and not break your bank. And um, if your New Year's Eve is just you and your dog and your bird, you can buy a case of it and share it with no one. And it's still fine. It's still fine. Absolutely. Thanks. 100% you should. Um, if you are really married to the idea of a traditional method 
sparkling wine and you don't want to spend shell out that champagne money, but you also want it to be from France. Uh, Cremant. Cremant is traditional sparkling wine made in France in the traditional method is called Cremant, the outside of Champagne. You can get uh, Cremant d'Alsace is fantastic. Uh, you'll have some really bright notes of like apple along with that brioche bready taste that you get from the mm. yeast in a traditional method. Um, beautiful bright acid and they're super affordable. Highly recommend Cremant d'Alsace or Bourgogne, Cremant de Bourgogne. And those, uh, you'll get those coming in around I don't know, 15 bucks or so. I mean, that's tremendous. And also we'll spell all of this on the website, you guys. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll write up an article and put it on up in the, in the blog. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to get out of France, there's Cava. Cava's made in Spain. Uh, it also- Viva España! Viva España. Yeah, you know, my half of my family's from Spain. My grandpa was a child during the Spanish Civil War. He tells really terrifying stories. Zoom, so holy cow. <laughs> oh yeah, running food to the prisoners and- all, wow. And, yeah, and how the soldiers stole their pigs and stuff. Um, pigs stealing fucking, soldiers. Fucking pigs sell, stealing pigs. My um, grandfather was in uh, fought in World War II, uh, but he's German and, well, he's dead now, but um, German and very racist. And I was never quite sure what side he fought on, I'll be honest. I, my anyway, grandfather also fought in World War II. Same story, but <laughs> not with less pigs. Less pigs. <laughs> but hey, grandpas and war. Um, if you want to stick to Italy, uh, again, sticking with traditional method, there's this fantastic new wine coming onto the I mean, it's not new. It's been around for a long time. But in the international market, specifically in the States, uh, Franzia Corta is uh, just fantastic. And there's some really- Sounds fun. It, it's traditional made. It's made with native grapes to the Franzia Corta region. Um, it is just bright and really interesting honey and melon hues, but again, that bright acid and the brioche bready taste that you get from the yeast. Great stuff. And there's some really, really fantastic uh, female producers uh, in Francia Corta right now, which is highly unusual, unusual in Italy. There's not a lot of female winemakers. I'm half Italian. They don't <laughs> have a lot of, they ain't got a lot of uh, use for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Well, not for wine. Not for, well, <laughs> not for much. Get back in the kitchen. Uh, Francine. Then, Francine but if Francine wants something that's not like wants to impress her her wine snob friends like if you Francine was coming over here oh. uh, uh, she'd probably bring me a Lambrusco which I effing love Lambrusco. it's great <laughs> no it got this terrible name because it got mass marketed and was syrupy sweet and gross in the 70s but but a real tasty Lambrusco is just yummo. Absolutely dry, sparkling red wine. Absolutely delightful before a meal. In, in, like if you're having a, a, a meat meal, if you're having burgers or something like that, fantastic. It lifts all the fat. Great, great stuff. Uh, other sparkling reds would be sparkling Shiraz out of Australia. If you well, can find it. I don't know if I've it, ever had that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Put the shrimp on the Barbie and get me this sparkling it is shiraz. So so good. I've only found one place uh, in the states that I've seen it like on a shelf. I've seen it on Wine.com and, oh. and some places like that. But a tiny little wine shop in LA had wow. it, and uh, it is it's they got that beautiful spicy high alcohol Australian shiraz, but with bubbles. That I mean. You first of all, okay. So we talked last 
in the last episode a little bit about the uh, the white wine spritzer, which mm-hmm. of course was you know ladies wanting ice and a little lightness to their drinks, yeah. right? And gentlemen, stretch ladies, that bottle out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I kind of love bubbles and anything, but bubbles and a Lambrusco are so fun. Um, and I, I'm now going to spend the rest of my days trying to find this sparkling Shiraz. Like I'm still trying to find that one cheese I ate in Portugal. <laughs> I, I'm on, I have some quests. I have some quests. I was the, and they're all before, food quests. Well, except, uh, I was on a quest to find, uh, the show by Dougie Fresh on vinyl. And I finally, um, I have, I have fulfilled that quest and it is framed in my home. Amazing. I don't have a record player. I can't play it, but it is in a frame. I have a broken and- one. You can have it. Thanks. Um, I had to, um, so lesser known secret uh, about me. I made a Christmas album once for my nephew when my nephew was three and my niece was about to be born. Uh, I thought, you know what they need? (laughs) They need to listen to their Auntie Jen sing all the time. Um, And so um, we live across the country. So I made a six track uh, Christmas album and I don't know where I saved the digital files for it, but I found earlier today an actual CD copy which meant I had to pull out a uh, ye old boom box. Uh, wow. Because my MacBook doesn't have a CD thing. So I had to, I, like, I had to pull out the boom box and I had to find the plug because I don't have enough D batteries. And, uh, and <laughs> but you need nine, 97, right? That's... Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I'm hoping to go find some cassettes later and just fucking jam it out while I finish my Prosecco. <laughs> oh man, if we can get... If we can find a way to pull a track off of that and get it onto the website. I don't know why the, well, here's so uh, the only track that exists, in it, but it exists on an iPod that doesn't work anymore uh, in terms of like internetally, mm-hmm. but it, it, it works in and of itself. And I was playing the one Christmas playlist of it at um, Inside Astoria, that's on Ditmar's Boulevard. <laughs> uh, the other day where I was working, cause I was sick of the Christmas. That'll be $10, Andrew. Yeah, I was sick of the Christmas stuff that they were playing. And I was like, oh, what was on my Christmas playlist? And then it got a little busy. And I realized at one point some lady was like, oh, I don't know this song. And it's because it was me (laughs) singing Where Are You Christmas, that Faith Hill depressing song from The Grinch. Because why else? What what song would I sing besides the one that makes you kind of want to hate yourself? (laughs) Oh, thank you for giving me joy on top of this lovely Blanc de Blanc. But do you know how embarrassing that is? Because the lady was like, do you know who sings this? And I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, also, uh, I'll, I'll go look. And then I just never returned to her. That was my that was my game. I was like, I'm just not going to say. Because it, it's weird to be like, yeah. would you uh, like to buy one of my ornaments here while you listen to me sing over the sound system? Cheers. <laughs> Happy. It's a Christmas miracle. I'm not drunk enough there for that. It's uh, normally, Andrew. Normally, yeah, yeah. Sometimes though. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So while there's so many choices for New Year's Eve, and again, this New Year's Eve is going to look a little different than the average New Year's Eve. What would yes. you, do you have a best, worst, whatever New Year's Eve story you want to share with um, the people that's safe for grandmas listening? You know, I, I I've got a, I've got a plethora of them from being just <laughs> traveling and drinking and. Uh, I mean, we threw a, a pretty phenomenal New Year's party last year. It was um, leather and lace themed, um, and which most people didn't take seriously and just showed up in normal clothes because it was flipping cold outside. Uh, except Lame one of my very good, good friends uh, went online, went onto the Amazon and got himself some pleather pants. Love it. And a frilly shirt. And 
This this is a man Ross in that one episode of Friends. <laughs> this is a man uh, who I'm not going to call him out by name, but if I give enough hints, people might catch on. He he works Ooh. at Juilliard. He's an a electrician and a puzzle. <laughs> he's he's born and raised in Brooklyn. He worked as a steel worker for a while. He's a fireman's kid. Like this is a New Yorker showing up. I love <laughs> it so much. And then later that night, uh, we were a little drunk and we grabbed a bottle of Prosecco uh, of uh, La Marca, which is a great bottle if anybody wants to buy that. It's super cheap and affordable and delicious, uh, La Marca. And we took it out back into the backyard and I have this sword um, that I got in Mongolia. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Uh, but I sabered the bottle successfully. My goodness. Chopped that top right off, only spilled about half the bottle and then drank out of it and cheers and everything it was it was wonderful and i was wearing a lace shirt <laughs> everything about this story is fantastic and there is a video and if i can find the video i'll put it on the blog yeah you will share that <laughs> right up on it. maybe we get into reels maybe this is how we get into the instagram reels oh, this is how we do the reels i don't have it i don't know how is to this do a tiktok reels. are we TikTok? it could be like a tiktok <laughs> i don't do that either i only like uh, the orange tiktoks yeah, Not no, those yet. are delicious. <laughs> and then you can use the little container with its little flippy top to store beads weed. and buttons and things. Oh. And weed. Yep, different. <laughs> we were talking to grandmas. Um, yeah. That is a way, yeah, no, the first, I see, I am an anti-New Year's Eve. I am not a big fan of New Year's Eve. I think there's always like tons of hype and it never lives up. Um, and also as a waitress for, what did I say yeah. before, 47 <laughs> years, um, the, I was always working. Sure. Like yeah. New Year's Eve is your big money night. So you That's work. You make all the money. Um, yeah. And so uh, the there was one night that I, I'm going to use the word insist. I think the people who were with me might use the word demanded um, <laughs> that we do. Like I had never, because I was always working on New Year's Eve, I'd never done a New York City, like big night out. Right. Like I'd never done a, like pay a million dollars and go right. to a club. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, just once I want to do it. And so we, paid a million dollars and went to Bryant Park Grill. And my friend Caprice earlier oh. in the night had, when she was doing her eye make or something, she had poked herself in the eye. So she couldn't see out of one eye because that's how much she had injured herself, bless. And so, but we went anyway, cause you know, screw her. And I bought her a patch, but she wouldn't wear it. And uh, it Did was you bedazzle awful. it? I, I didn't have time, but I will. Oh, okay. Um, it was awful. It was everything I hate about New Year's Eve, but it cost me like $700. It was jam-packed. You couldn't get anywhere near. I mean, and I know this because I've worked these, but yeah. we couldn't get anywhere near the bar. I think for $750, I had two glasses of drink because you couldn't get anywhere. You couldn't find, You could. there was no room on the dance floor. There was no way to get towards the buffet. Every, and so as the night was going on, I'm just getting angrier and angrier, but I'm not going to leave because I'm the one who insisted <laughs> we do this. Right. Of course. Um, and my friend uh, Devon is also getting annoyed. And then we realized that our friend Caprice is gone and we can't find her anywhere. And oh, we're no. like, Oh my God, did she fall down a flight of stairs? She can only see out of one eye. She could be anywhere. <laughs> and uh, oh, no. and we, were, we were very worried about her. Poor one eye Caprice. I know. And uh, that's her real name. I didn't even make that up. And then we uh, we finally find her and her being her. She's a very charming, lovable lady. She is surrounded by a group of men in tuxedos. And I'm like, 
one-eyed caprice has managed <laughs> to make friends with a group of dudes in tuxedos who all had drinks so they all come over and she says you have to tell me if the one i've been talking to um is the cutest because i think he's the cutest but you know i only got one eye and uh and i was like okay and as he walked over wouldn't you know it it was a guy that i had hooked up with a year before randomly at a bar who after had sort of ghosted and then i was just sort of like hey what's up and he was like and it all got even weirder and we paid for that so it was super fun and that's why i hate new year's eve by jen waring and that's why i hate new year's eve by jen waring a memoir and autobiography (laughs) yeah i can't wait to write them all down (laughs) yeah i'm just um sabers are great but yeah now i just get like like you know i have leather i have lace I couldn't pull my shit together, you know? Yeah, you Had know. I known there would have been a Mongolian sword, I think that might have all made all the Well, I didn't know there was going to be a Mongolian sword. That was a very last minute thing. I do like the meat that's cooked on the Mongolian oh. stones. <laughs> uh, on another episode, I'll have to tell you about my experiences of cooking meats in Mongolia. <laughs> that sounds like that's an after hours podcast kids <laughs> but definitely be. a bonus episode it, it, it ties in with the quarry skinny dipping in kazakhstan so. <laughs> doesn't every story <laughs> buy it a dime for every one of your stories that ended with and there we were in kazakhstan you'd have about 97 cents adjusting for inflation <laughs> As we want you to take away from this, you can drink whatever you want. Just drink, drink whatever it. you want. There's Play lots of options. Um, uh, I would like to add: do not attempt to saber your bottles. Yeah, don't. You can watch all the YouTube <laughs> videos, and uh, unless you've done this before, don't do it. Chances are the bottle will blow up in your hand, and you'll get cut. Or um, you'll lose a hand with the saber. What are yeah. you, a knife wizard? <laughs> it's pretty dangerous if, it, unless you have controlled circumstances. So please. Don't do it until you've tried it in a safe space first. Yes, ideally with an instructor. Yes. Um, so after New Year's Eve, when you you wake up on New Year's Day, right? And you've still got half a case of Francia Corta or Prosecco or, you know, Cremante de uh, sitting around and you're like, oh, I just can't drink any more straight bubbles because there's a lot there of sugar are... in there and it does give you a hangover. Yeah, it does a little bit. That's true. Good point. But, uh, there's options. There's champagne cocktails. Champagne cocktails are so good. And can I also say, adding champagne when uh, I made once uh, for someone we both adore in the middle of summer, uh, your husband, uh, gin and tonic cupcakes. You did. Those are so tasty. Those are so tasty. And it's in part because the tonic water was in the cupcake. Everybody's heard of that chocolate cake recipe that has Coke in it, like Coca-Cola, not Coke. Um, but <laughs> you the can- cake? Yeah, that's my fave. Or Escobar uh, cake, sorry. Yeah, you just put a little powdered sugar on the top, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but the you can also, I mean, we're going to talk more about champagne cocktails, but you can also use champagne in a baked good. And while you won't have any alcohol because it'll bake off, the bubbles give it some lightness. Yeah, and you'll, if, if especially if it's good quality, you'll get the, all those delicious flavors that, you know, and the, when you cook with alcohol, you accentuate those flavors, they make them stronger. Um, so you get all that in your cakes and that's nice. Yeah. Who doesn't, who doesn't, who doesn't want yeasty <laughs> brioche cakes? <laughs> and you lost me. That's uh, fine. Just put the gin in the frosting, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> It won't matter because that's all you'll taste. It'll be great. 
but yes, obviously the brunch drink of choice, or at least the brunch drink of fighting choice, depending on which team you're on the bloody Mary team or the mimosa team, or maybe you play both sides. We, we, we don't judge. Nope. Certainly don't judge people who play on both teams. Listen, you, whatever team you want. And I have to say, I am not a fan of bloody Mary's because ew. But um, I do um, make a good one. Uh, again, I used to work brunch here in New York City. And if your Bloody Marys aren't delicious, people get very angry. And Me I too. knew it was good based on the look of the tomato juice mixture uh, because I don't like them at all. And then I would be like, here, taste this. And people would be like, how do you do it? You don't even eat. You don't even drink them. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoy that now Bloody Marys have things like eggs and bacon and and a fried whole chicken. <laughs> I think that's a hot dog. I don't know. There's all sorts of things, but I am a mimosa girl. Sure. And I am a fan. How do you like your mimosas? Heavier on the orange or heavier on the booze? Booze, duh. We've booze. met. <laughs> uh, a traditional mimosa, or at least in my opinion, the best mix is one part orange juice to three parts bubbly. So whatever you're making, if you're doing it in your glass, if you're doing it in a pitcher, five gallon how, bucket, but yeah, whatever with straws, <laughs> however you're serving your people and yourself, sure. three sure. to one. Uh, as a waitress uh, and server, did you ever have to make a Kier Royale? Oh my God. Yeah. Those are also quite They're delicious. So tasty. That's my brunch cocktail of choice. If it's available, if it's available, that's a good choice. It's, it's rarely yeah. available. Cause it's, yeah, not I know cheap. it's a, you'll get the, uh, so you've got a Kier and a Kier Royale and the difference being um, black currant juice or creme de cassis. Like right. one's got more alcohol. One doesn't, but the, I love that, that drink. Oh, just so, so good. Tasty. And even just, I mean, it's hard to find black currant juice around here, but I am a, a big fan of the, I mean, you can get it in juice boxes in England. When I used to live there, I oh, yeah. literally, as an adult, buy blackcurrant juice boxes. <laughs> everybody <laughs> would be like, you know, you're grown, right? And I'd be like, yep, and I'm going to have half now, and I'm going to add the rest to this vodka with ice. Okay, great. Yep. Uh, just go check the international section at your grocery store. You can usually find some True. version of it there. Some version of it. Some version of it there. Well, and also, um, the, the England, of course, often uh, they would offer you a buck's fizz if you ever have the opportunity to say fly business or first class. Um, on the Virgin Atlantic, um, or if say you're bumped up to first <laughs> class because you were sitting in business sobbing because you were going to confront your ex-husband and the stewardess felt bad for you, you'll promptly be moved to first class to cry quietly by yourself for the flight and you will be offered <laughs> many a buck's fizz. And usually that's just a weak mimosa. Yeah, just a, more juice than... More juice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's usually like a two to one. Um, Which is good because so, you got to fight off scurvy when you're on an airplane. Listen, you never know what's flying around in there. It's contained yeah. air. It, it is. Although we're learning having... more and more that it's apparently the safest place to be during a pandemic is in an airplane. Sure. I mean, that makes sense to me. No, it Nothing doesn't. makes sense anymore. Nothing makes sense anymore. Um, but yeah, also, but also a, uh, a champagne cocktail. Oh, it's one. very fun to put the sugar cube. Yeah. And then put the champagne on top. It it makes the bubbles and then Absolutely. the sugar and it's, it's very fun to watch. And it's a, it's a great uh, holiday drink. Cause if you use um, a, a Creole bitter, which is bright red. So you take Ooh. your sugar cube and you put the Creole bitter on it and then you pour the champagne on that. And then you have this bright red glass of, of, of bubbles and it's darn. Does tasty. it have, does it, does that bitter Creole? I mean, like, I feel like the name Creole bitter implies to me that it's going to be a little spicy. Yeah. It, it's just got more of that kind of anise flavor. Uh, okay okay that's yeah it's more spice driven than 
I was like picturing Angostura. straight up peppers. <laughs> no, like straight up Creole Bayou spicy. It's it's uh, the Creole bitter. Um, like it would just totally... be like Popeyes in a glass. <laughs> mm, oh, finger licking good. From Popeyes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pulling this out my ass, but um, Creole bitters. Come, <laughs> it's about uh, Peshaw bitter is an, it's a it's another kind. You've got your Angostura bitters, your blackjack bitters, all the freaking many bitters out there. I've got chocolate bitters at my house. I don't even think Bole I've ever opened bitters. Them. Like there's yeah. so many now. Um, usually made by men with funny mustaches, but uh, the Creole butter bitter came about because people wanted a sweeter version of the Peshaw bitter. Bitter. Oh, okay. Um, my friend uh, Jackie Furback for a while was making a little shout out to her. Uh, was making was making bitters in her sure. home. I think she was calling herself like the bitters mistress, which I Ooh, enjoy very much. That's good. Uh, yeah, and I don't know what she. And then there was a pandemic, and I think she stopped. Stopped. Yeah. Um, and also, if you would like, if you have all this champagne extra, uh, one of the things I learned when I was looking up champagne quotes was that uh, in the 19th century, Sean, mm. uh, you probably already know this, high society uh, used well, to use- yes, I obviously know this if it's right, that's high society. What, that's, obviously that's, I, I'm just gonna stop talking. <laughs> but you that's know, how, our, our listeners- That's how might. sure I am you already know. Oh, right, the peasants who listen to this. <laughs> yes. um, the uh, high society used to use the champagne to polish their boots. I didn't know that. Um, and I wish <laughs> that it's I the, the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Yeah. And I wish I still didn't know that because now I'm I like to, curious. <laughs> I like to assume it's because fucking corks were just popping off left and right. And they were yeah. like, what should we do with this stuff? And it was already on their boots. So they were just like, quick, rub it off. And then rub they clean stuff. And I, that's where oh, they. Man. Do you think it was like a bitter valet? Yes. Like, Fuck this guy. And just start get to this expensive champagne it's like no seriously this is what they're doing in austria yeah this is what they're all doing you, the you, duke of you, wilmington's like well yeah, then yes but <laughs> obviously get that bottle garçon and put it on my boot <laughs> that's exactly how that happened i think um, that is historical fact i think so too that there's is a lot neat. of historical champagne facts that is one we just made up but there are some that are true uh, if you traverse down the annals of history Never <laughs> <laughs> and Sean gets lost on traversing the anals because um, <laughs> it's a silly phrase. It, um, you had you had a very fun champagne historical thing about. Oh, sure. Something, didn't you? Yeah, White it's actually House? it's about the wine I'm drinking. Um, oh, I so, didn't realize that. Yeah, it's actually uh, well, not this specific bottle. It's actually about the 1969 Blanc de Blanc. Uh, so been the block to very block. different big fat liar <laughs> um, head <laughs> so nixon had been in california and had tasted some wine and it was like and awesome lies. and then and, and tasted some lies but then he had fly to china to do the the, the peace talks with president zhao zhao zhou i'm sorry yeah, I, I mean i think to you're our right. chinese speaking all... listeners uh but uh they had the big peace yeah vinegar which oh my god not to interrupt your story but i'm sure that the people have been very worried about my vinegar tales oh and yeah i finally looked at the whole bottle when i was recycling it and it literally says must dilute food acid like that's the only thing in english on the bottle and i didn't bother to read it and straight pickled a jar of cauliflower and no wonder i thought i was gonna die when i ate it because i kind of was and this is where we learn reading 
<laughs> the power of reading. Uh, reading is subject. what, kids? <laughs> fundamental. Uh, though I do have to say that that vinegar probably would have cleaned my boots very nicely. <laughs> anyway. No sticky residue. For, but anyway, so there, so Nick, <laughs> there's Nixon in China. Uh, and he has to give this toast. And he decided to bring an American sparkling wine to do the peace toast with. Nice. Uh, and he chose the Schramsberg 1969 Blanc de Noir. Um, 30,000 Frenchmen were pissed off. So pissed off. Um, and I think that I think it was an intentional slight. Uh, uh, but ever yes. since then, what? Uh, Schramsberg is the sparkling wine of choice at all White House and state events. Very cool. Yeah. Um, if you get the chance uh, to check out their website, schramsberg.com, uh, they suffered some pretty horrific damages in the big fires just a couple months ago. Um, but they've survived. They're coming through. But uh, they've got some interesting stories and interesting facts. And buying wine from local wineries right now, buying domestically, not buying from a store, but buying directly from the winery is a great way to keep them afloat. So if you have a favorite that you pick up at your local store, just see if you can go onto their website and, and buy it. And you almost always can. Um, there is a wine from the Finger Lakes, which is, you would probably hate it, to be honest. But it's called um, Tony's Red. And sure. the vineyard is like Anthony Farms or something like that. It'd be weird if it was John's. Yeah, because <laughs> why is it called Tony? Anyway, I'll I'll find the vineyard. I'll I'll put it on the Instagram. But the uh, they used to sell at Union Square Market, mm-hmm. and then you know we would buy one or two bottles there, whatever. And then a friend of mine and I, we were like, you know what, we really like this wine, and we did exactly that. We went on the website and we bought a couple cases of it, and just split them. Yeah. Um, you know, and had them at home. And I think like, if you can do that now, if financially you're able to do that, it would really, it would help. It would help um, a lot right now. I, th- it, I think it's across huge. the board. Yeah, Obviously it, we're a wine podcast, but anything you can not get off Amazon. Yeah, Amazon or your, you know, Total Wine, wine.com, any of those big names, they all have their purposes. Target. Target. Uh, well, I don't know. I hate when I get wine at Target. If you're in worst. Minnesota and you buy something, isn't that shopping local? I don't know. <laughs> Minnesota work. What's my name again? Can I get some moccasins and some cheese? Uh, but th- with the fires this year, on top of the pandemic, a lot of the American winemakers on the West Coast are devastated. People uh, have lost their entire vintage. It's just gone. So if only we had leadership that could address. Oh, things. you know what? I hear rakes would have helped. <laughs> and we've got a spit take, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, <laughs> because of course, what I'm picturing is a thousand, <laughs> just, just very like Randy Frenchmen just racing through the the forests of California. Just a bunch of rakes. <laughs> I'm think- see. I've got Mickey Mouse. <laughs> He's escaped Anaheim. He's wearing his hat and do 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 do. He's oh, a apprentice different. raking and, up the leaves. And he's raking, but with a broom. Um. Well, I think I, I I think that if the people aren't inspired to drink some bubbly after this episode, then they should go back and listen to it again. I think they should probably listen to it again and open another bottle. Right, because I think that they didn't listen. <laughs> they didn't listen well enough because we were on track this whole time. <laughs> We were so on track and we learned so many things. <laughs> but I had fun drinking some bubbles with you, Jen. I had fun drinking bubbles with you. Cheers one Cheers. last time. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, we'll catch you next time. We will catch you next time. And until then, you can catch us on Instagram at bottled 
underscore up underscore podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash bottled up podcast or on our blog bottled up podcast dot blog. If you enjoyed this week's episode of bottled up, please like rate and follow us on your favorite podcasting app and help us bump to the top of the charts until then we'll see you next time. Drink up everybody. Cheers. <laughs>